Do we really know what we need to know to legitimately participate in the forging of or simply supporting of the complex shades of gray solutions that are truly required? I think the answer for most of us is no, not many, not me. Welcome to Insert Human. This is a show that is not for everyone. It's for seekers, people like you, hopefully, who are searching for solutions to your problems, the world's problems, and everything in between. The conversations to come are going to show you how finding the truth of our humanity is the magic key to solving pretty much anything. Between my monologues, my dialogues with brilliant guests, and your good questions, you're going to learn how to insert human into everything, and in doing so, realize a better life and one day a better world. For the last 10 years of my life or so, I have pondered a great deal about how people make decisions and how they take positions on various topics that they consider. And I've come to believe that black and white positions are fundamentally overblown, that the answer to most things that we're trying to solve lies in the color gray. The right path, the right solution lies not in the simplicity of the extremes, but actually in the complexity of the middle. The problem with that is that we humans pretty much dislike complexity and always opt for the false simplicity of the poles. And that's kind of the underlying problem of pretty much every problem we have today in America and in the world beyond. Polarization, the pushing apart of the task topic or the answer to one of two extremes is a classic human tendency. We fundamentally hate shades of gray. And all the messiness and discomfort of what is our lives, we find safety in the world of black or white. That's why we pretty much make everything into a two-horse race. Think about it. Rich versus poor, right versus left, Republican versus Democrat, blue versus red, isolationist versus globalist, Christian versus Muslim, liberal media versus conservative media, East versus West, millennials versus the rest of us. The list of two choice categories goes on and on and on. And it's even happening on the general knowledge front with people only following the storylines they agree with, their poll versus the storylines of other people that they disagree with. Poll thinking, what I call poll thinking, is inherently flawed because nothing, and I mean nothing, at a societal level, a community level, a family level, is that simple. As one example, the truth about immigration challenges is that both polls are wrong. The right answer is not shutting our borders completely, and the right answer is not opening up our borders completely. The right answer is in the middle. Finding the middle is about determining the complex and nuanced just right shade of gray that reflects a central compromise and a deep, deep understanding by all the puzzle-solving participants of how the current reality works, what the trade-offs might be, what the likely unintended consequences will be, and that's a big one, and how we might evolve the answer to ensure that our immigration policies improve every facet of performance while also meeting the highest standards of fair-mindedness. The problem, of course, with that approach is in part that our leaders don't seem to have the intellectual fortitude to do the work to get to that point of policy clarity. They tend to jump or they seem to jump to overly simplistic conclusions that reflect their overly simplistic poll positions. 
or they declare overly simplistic positions because they believe their supporters can't handle the complex truth, don't want to hear the complex truth. And if they do hear the complex truth, won't actually vote for them next time around. So the question becomes, how can we as a society bridge the poles and get more of us willing and more comfortable with shades of gray and the solutions they contain? How can we break the paralyzing hold of partisanship, the limitations of dualistic and overly simplistic thinking, and the fundamental inability to forge policies and paths that actually make sense for the majority of the people? I say the majority because every solution to every complex problem pretty much always screws someone. All benefiting equally with no one paying more rarely works unless we follow the socialist path of some of our Nordic friends. So while I'm no economist, I am a bit of an armchair historian, and I often find the answer to the future somewhere in the past. Mankind, after all, does tend to repeat itself. In fact, the philosopher George Hegel once declared, the only thing we learn from history is that we do not learn from history. We repeat ourselves. So right here and right now, let's say we force ourselves to look at the past. And when we do, it reveals quite clearly that the success of virtually every new or reforming enterprise lies in the ability of its leadership and its citizenry to do two basic things. You ready? Take risks and make sacrifices. Risk and sacrifice were the hallmark behaviors of America's founding father and the put upon colonialists. Risk and sacrifice are at the core of every entrepreneurial enterprise, and risk and sacrifice are the headlines that sit on the top of every corporate turnaround story since the beginning of time. So my proposition to you is that achieving shades of gray solutions to our most endemic problems require that we all be willing to take risks and make more sacrifices for the good of the whole. Beginning with our leaders, they have to embrace the risk of compromise and the potential that their constituents back home or their PAC funders in the lobbying office next door might pull back their support. It also requires that they and we as citizens be willing to sacrifice our time and dedicate our attention to really understanding every aspect of the systems we are attempting to improve, including how other countries have succeeded or failed at solving the exact same problem. Take a moment here to ponder how many of us really understand the core issues associated with immigration. Not many, and certainly not me. Or how many of your friends could explain the Electoral College and how it really works? Not many, not me. Or the major impediments to improving our primary, secondary education system? Not many, not me. Do we really know what we need to know to legitimately participate in the forging of or simply supporting of the complex shades of gray solutions that are truly required? I think the answer for most of us is no, not many, not me. Fundamentally, I don't like to admit this, but fundamentally, we all need to risk and make sacrifices by being willing to work harder, read more, think more, one of my favorites, debate more, and be more open to change than we have ever been before. We have to embrace the likelihood that the answer to the problem is neither black nor white, but some complex and nuanced shade of gray. The problem 
this almost goes without saying the problem with risk and sacrifice is that it demands risk and sacrifice. And most of us, starting with our leaders, don't really want to take the risk or make the sacrifice. I think many of us prefer to seduce ourselves into believing that holding on to what is, maintaining the old status quo, waiting it out and not giving up much of anything will somehow magically turn into the turnaround that we seek, the answer that we seek, the solution to the problem that we seek. It's a mainstream societal and corporate approach that perfectly captures the classic definition of insanity, doing the exact same thing over and over and over again and expecting an entirely different outcome. The sad truth is that risk and sacrifice and the ability to collectively find the best solutions amidst the many shades of gray will most likely occur only when it has to. When the state of the nation is so dire and so desperate that people are effectively forced to come together, to share together, and to give up together. Think about it. It happened in 1776. It happened again in 1941. It happened for three weeks in 2001. Fundamentally, it only happens when a common enemy emerges, threatening not the lives of our poles, but the lives and livelihoods of all Americans. I thought the current pandemic might be the motivator we need, but not so much. So the call to action for us now is to eschew the poles and embrace the shades of gray, to recognize that compromise is king and that we have somewhere between an opportunity and a responsibility to better understand the problem so that we can help determine a more viable solution, one that is undoubtedly neither black or white. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening today. If you're in search of more opportunities to realize positive change in your life or work, and you find what I have to say helpful, you can always subscribe to my show, check out one of my new salons that are weekly virtual gatherings of like-minded folks. You can read some of my writings or just listen to one of the talks that I've given around the world over the last couple of years. And you can do it all at chriscolbert.com. While you're there, make sure to sign up for my ongoing email updates. When you do, you'll receive a free copy of the first chapter of my about-to-be-published book, Technology is Dead. Again, it's all available at chriscolbert.com. Thanks again for listening today, and I look forward to connecting more in the days ahead.